a moment or two to the angry young man With his foot in his mouth and his heart in his hand He's been stabbing the back, he's been misunderstood It's a comfort to know his intentions are good And he sits in a room with a lock on the door With his knives and his medals laid out on the floor And he likes to be known as the angry young man Well, well, well. All the haters and the naysayers, they said they, they they said they couldn't do it. They said we couldn't do it. They said nobody could do it. Nobody could nobody could could make a bad podcast for this long, this many episodes in a row. But we did it. Not only is this episode 20, uh, but it's also actually uh, as of Tuesday <coughs> marks exactly 1 year as of Tuesday, so I guess exactly 1 year and 6 days. <laughs> Since the first episode, episode one, uh, pilot question mark title of the episode was released by Not All Bad. It's honestly exciting running. I can't believe it's already been a year. Yeah, it's it's uh, gone by pretty fast, especially when you uh, sit down and look at uh, just how long some of those gaps were between episodes. <laughs> yeah. But I will say that since maybe episode seven, we've been on a <clears throat> consistent, uh, we haven't missed a a deadline it's been every other week every time for the last you know however many whatever 20 minus 7 is yeah honestly it's it's kind of exciting looking back at it especially from my perspective because i remember you starting this a year ago and for the first like four episodes it was horrible I (laughs) i was just your friend listening to be your friend but i i saw something there and i thought it was very funny and um as as the situation allowed, I ended up on the show, and it's been incredibly fun. It's crazy to me how much this has even changed to some extent. Like, the format is the same, but I feel like just overall the show itself, in a lot of ways, and quality has improved yeah, uh, over agreed. these past 20 episodes. Um, and also, it's just really exciting that somehow there are at least a few dozen people or more maybe less if there are bots or something uh, who consistently listen to this every week. And that's honestly really exciting uh, for us um, that there are some of you that really do seem to enjoy this somehow. Uh, And we're thankful that uh, we didn't, we're not coming to this year mark alone that we we're not just talking to avoid. Uh, It's honestly really exciting to have you guys here with us. Yeah, that was a, That was well said. I, I really I can't do it much more justice than that. Uh, <laughs> we, we were talking before the show, and we were discussing how we were going to do this intro, and then Paul was like, why can't we just be sincere for one goddamn time in our lives? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that actually sounds really great. And then I came in swinging with a joke about how bad the show is right about, off the bat, like within the first five seconds. So you can see where mine, my mindset is. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, for anyone who's uh, toughed it out uh, past the first four episodes, which I guess must be anyone listening now, they can uh, they have noticed a dramatic increase in quality since you started. So uh, you can tuck that into your belt nice and neat. I mean, I've I've literally had a few friends tell me, hey, at first I was just listening because I felt obligated because you're my friend. But now I genuinely look forward to it every not every week, but every time an episode comes out. Um, And that's been really encouraging to hear. And we really appreciate uh, you guys giving us a listen and giving us um, an hour every other week. Yeah, uh, it it means a lot to me, too. And and again, thanks to everyone who uh, 
who's been sticking around this whole time. I know at times it was uh, quite the challenge. We were asking a bit much of you to just simply uh, continue to participate. But y'all have done that, and uh, I'm glad that you're here. I think we're only going up from from where we are now. And uh, keep keep those emails rolling in. Keep communicating with the show. Uh, means a lot. And uh, just super happy to have you as a listener for this year, and here's to the next one. Absolutely. Uh, despite what you all may wish, we have no intention of stopping. <laughs> yeah, you're stuck with us. <laughs> Zach, I'm going to be honest, I, I'm so used to us doing some goofy, dumbass intro that I literally don't know how we're supposed to transition from this into, like, the the actual show. Like, what happens next? I think this is, we just cut it here. That, thanks for listening to our 20th episode. I'm Zach Andrews. <laughs> this is Paul Nesman. And this has been Not All Bad. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, that's not our outro anymore. Our outro is, has changed. It's been different now. God, I'm all over the place. Um. Anyway, no, we're not. We, sorry, but we're actually going to continue recording the episode. Uh, this is episode 20, like I've said, of Not All Bad, and I'm Zach Andrews. And this is Paul Messman. Uh, so if this is your first time listening, then you didn't deserve to listen to the first five minutes of our show. You... <laughs> stole that praise for yourself that was stolen valor and you didn't deserve it because you haven't stuck around but uh you know listen to the back episodes come back and then uh, you can roll around in the happiness and, and praise that we just gave you but uh if this is your first time listening then welcome to the show uh paul and i each are going to take a turn ranting on a topic that we've picked and then we'll draw a topic from a hat and rant about that. And then we'll each take a turn again, ranting about a topic that makes us happy rather than angry. And then that's the show. Yeah, that's pretty much the show. And also, I I would be remiss if I didn't mention, you the, that hat that we draw from, you yourself can put topics in that hat mm-hmm. by emailing us at notallbadshow at gmail.com uh, with random rant idea in the subject line uh and we won't see those topics until it's showtime and we have loved um the various random things from roundabouts to asmr that we've gotten to have entire conversations about because of you guys good pulls i don't know if if you put a gun in my head i don't know if i can remember two of the random (laughs) rant topics that we've ever done but good pull um thank you yeah you can also find us on soundcloud uh, iTunes. Uh, if you use iTunes, please consider subscribing. That's how you stay up to date whenever a new show comes out. Uh, and also leave a rating and review. As per usual, we request that you give us five stars in the rating. We haven't gotten one of those in a long time, so that'd be awesome. And then you can just completely dunk on us in the review. I, I don't care about what you write. In fact, I, I actually care a great deal, but I care equally and it's just as meaningful whether or not it's traumatizingly mean Um, we're also available on google play and spotify i should say that uh, one thing that we often neglect to mention is that episodes are released every other monday every other monday evening or when episodes come out so uh, just add 14 days to the date that this one came out and then that's the next one and if you want to get real wacky 28 and then you know two out from now and so on and so forth. Learn your multiplication tables. Anyway, 
we can uh, talk to you on email, like Paul just said, notallbadshow at gmail.com, as well as Twitter, notallbadshow. We'd love to hear from you from both of those places. <laughs> and uh, we've been saying it for the past few episodes. You can reach out to us at notallbadshow at gmail.com with your name if you're interested in being a guest on the show. You don't have to have a topic ready, or you can have a topic ready. Either way, we'll help you pick one, or we'll just let you talk if you already know it. But uh, it doesn't matter. We'd love to have you. You don't have to be here to be on the show. You can do it remotely over the phone. Uh, Several of you have reached out, and in fact, one of you was supposed to be on this very episode, but we had that conversation a month ago, and then I forgot and never (laughs) reached out to you again to remind you. So that's on me. Uh, maybe we'll hit you up prior to episode 21 if I can remember anything. But to, th- to those of you who have reached out, uh, we're working on it. So the rest of you all can expect uh, guests on the show uh, sometime in the near future. Uh, with that, um, I think we're ready to actually get into the ranting. <clears throat> and it's been so long. I was on a vacation uh, over the editing cycle for the last episode, and we had to record early for that one, too. So uh, it's been a real, I haven't thought about this show in weeks, to be honest. Uh, and, and In fact, probably most of you haven't have done the same, but um, I did just check and Paul, it's your turn to go first. I was about to say, since I did do the editing, I do specifically remember us having this conversation and you went last last time or you went first last time. Oh, okay. I was about to say, did I get it wrong? <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, okay, you went yeah, first it's your last turn. Time. So it is my turn. All right. So... As of the time of recording uh, tonight, there's uh, the Democratic debate uh, part two going on. Uh, so tonight I'm really Ooh. wanting to poke your brain, Zach, on um, how you think uh, the health the care plans, uh, Medicare for all stack up between uh, Elizabeth Warren, uh, Bernie Sanders, um, all the rest. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm completely kidding. I, I don't want to cover that topic even a little <laughs> bit. Um, <clears throat> oh, man. Oh, drat. Yeah. Um, Dang it. So my equally important but slightly less political uh, topic that I actually want to talk about today, Zach, is picking your nose. So. Okay, now, th- now this I can get into. <laughs> so, Zach, there are certain things when you're a kid that people tell you are only for kids and that after a certain point, you you just don't do them anymore. I I can, (laughs) I can really vividly remember my like first day of, I think it was kindergarten. My kindergarten teacher being like, all right, we're going to scribble for five minutes. And then after today, you're a kindergartner. And so from now on, we're going to color within the lines. This is your last time to scribble. I have such a vivid memory of that. Oh man, that's traumatic. I would remember that too. Similarly, and, and but the thing is, truly, I don't think we really scribbled after it anymore. We didn't take crayons and smash them into the paper like a weapon uh, following <laughs> that experience. Similarly, I have some pre- pretty vivid memories of uh, my parents and quite possibly other adults telling me, Paul, you're, you're getting old now. Uh, this is me at probably like seven or eight, maybe even six um, you're not allowed to pick your nose anymore. That's not something adults do. You need to stop picking your nose. <laughs> and let me tell you what, I, as a kid, I wouldn't go so far as to say I was a nose-picking addict, but I carried some guilt for the fact that I continued to do it. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then let's fast forward a minute. I'm now 23 and it's dawned on me that everyone still picks their nose. This was not some weird habit that had to be kicked. People of different philosophies or practices of when and where it's appropriate, but everyone still picks their nose. And I feel pretty misled that as a kid I was told that this is a thing I wouldn't be able to do anymore. Although, I mean, frankly, it's probably for the best that I tried to hide it in public. Um, but nonetheless, <laughs> I just think it's bizarre that we act like nose picking isn't a thing that happens. But if you if you really pay attention, there are adults all around you digging for gold at any given moment. And at le- the well-behaved adults will do it in private, but I don't even understand this concept that someone would just never, ever pick their nose. I, d- I don't grasp what that means <laughs> this topic is whack paul i love it <laughs> this is such a good topic i'm a huge nose picker but i was never to be fair i was never instructed that it was for young people only so maybe i just was raised wrong maybe but i was, I was given the impression that nose picking is a habit that all children have to kick before they like get old enough to know better. And it's like there either either that was a lie or there's a lot of deviants around me who never kicked that habit. And I I honestly I looked up some statistics about nose picking, Zach, uh for oh, this wow. topic. Some I did. Serious prep work. I did. Um and so <clears throat> for one thing uh, to give you some context, I was this was a BBC article about a study conducted by some I don't know if you call them scientists or what. The word scientist seems like a really wide umbrella, but I guess scientists who were studying seems a bit a bit heavy-handed for some nose picking. <laughs> yeah, uh, it does number crunching. And and of respondents to the study, ninety-one percent admitted to regularly picking their nose of adults who answered this. Um, and so and the other the nine percent are liars. Exact. That's exactly like. Everyone picks their nose. And I honestly, if you disagree with me, I would love for someone to write in. And I will not, I understand that not everyone does it in public. And great. I wish I had good habits like you, Mr. I don't pick my nose in public. But, <laughs> but truth be told, at least in private or at least in the bathroom, I feel like everyone does it. But there were some other astounding statistics about adults. Um, of Out of like a thousand like participants in the study... There were more than one person, it was like three or four people, who reported that they had picked their nose so intensely that they had formed a hole to where they could reach their left and right nostril from each other. So, now, now, continue, continue. (laughs) And then the other thing is, I don't remember the exact number, and gosh darn it, I should have had the study up in front of me. There are adults who still eat their boogers. Now, I think that <laughs> I think that that's a habit that we can all agree shouldn't even exist as a child, because honestly, and Zach, you can censor me, but what the f***? Like, <laughs> we all knew that kid or two in our class who, for whatever reason, would pick their nose and not be like, wow, I'm finally clean, let me get this garbage out of me. They are like... Man, snack time. Like, I literally <laughs> gag at the thought of that. It is so abhorrent. And I'm sorry. Apparently, they still exist as adults. So, frankly, if there's any adults in this audience um, who still eat their boogers, 
I don't want to hear from you over email, but I do apologize, maybe, but also that's gross and you need to get your life together. But the fact that there's still adults that do that really bothered me. <laughs> uh, do you? What do you do when your, when your boogers are done? You just flick them, right? Pick them and flick them? <laughs> I'm not proud to say, but... <laughs> If it's dry, I definitely flick them somewhere discreet. If somehow I come across something that's wetter than anticipated, I will try to get like, (laughs) I'm not going to wipe it somewhere where it then becomes encrusted to like some furniture. I at least have the basic human decency (laughs) to get like a napkin or a paper towel and dispose of it that way. Um, (laughs) Honestly, this topic came to mind for me. Because so, for those of you who don't know, I work for a video production company. I do a mixture of both uh, videoing and editing. Um, and I was editing something yesterday uh, where I had been at this shoot, and I was sitting off to the side. And the cameraman, they, they cut the shot, like because they didn't want they they were talking about what to do next. And he just <laughs> let the camera drift over to me, sitting what was supposed to be a frame. And think. Thank God I was the one editing this. You just see me going to town on my <laughs> nose, like captured on video. And I sh- I probably should be really ashamed, but I mainly just started laughing while sitting at my desk. Uh, and I was really thankful that I was the one who was the first editor on this uh, so I could delete it so that no one will ever have to <laughs> see that ever again. But... <laughs> It just got me to thinking. I I don't even I didn't even recall. I probably wasn't even being discreet that I was just at a shoot with like six or seven other people in the room just picking my nose. <laughs> it was it was pretty pretty disgusting looking. Um but I'm sure I had a good reason for it. But I'm sure you did. Zach, do you feel like there's a certain etiquette that needs to be followed with when and where you can do it? Yeah, I, I do feel that way. I, I ignore said etiquette completely, <laughs> but I, I recognize the consequences that come with it. Like, for example, I mean, I, I live my, my life under the philosophy that uh, you are always being watched. Yeah. Like, do you ever, do you ever, uh, for example, are you ever at a, maybe like a basketball game and you see somebody like four rows down like like lean up a little bit like kind of you know tilt in their chair a little bit favor one side of their butt and then like just give their like their crack like a deep scratch real quick and then they kind of look around like okay i made it out alive and then you think "Uh uh-uh buddy i saw that you're not you don't know me i'll never meet you but i saw that i know what you were up to down there and i saw it you were not as safe as you thought you were Whenever I have one of those moments, and this is not like a, I'm not joking for the show. This is something that crosses my mind every single time I catch somebody doing something like that. Like, you know, for example, uh, I'm behind somebody in at a stoplight and I can see in their rear view mirror them picking their nose. Like somebody, uh, you, you were always being watched. And yeah. whenever I catch someone in the action doing something like that, I think you thought that you were not being watched, but accidentally I was watching you and I did see, and it doesn't matter. Like I've seen people all the time that are by all means, they should have believed they were safe. (laughs) Like that person in the car in front of me. How how would you count on the person in their rearview mirror seeing you pick your nose? Exactly. But, but you, yeah, you're always being watched. So I, I live my life uh, against the etiquette that should be followed for nose picking, but I do so with the understanding that someone's seeing me and I just, I don't care. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I think 
I, I operate under a certain philosophy when possible. I, I, I deviate from this plenty. Don't worry. I'm not a perfect <laughs> uh, follower of this rule. But I, I operate under a certain policy that if there's something quick that you just need to get in, get out really quick, that's fair game to do in public. It can look like you're itching your nose. No one has to really know. You, for all they knew, you had a scratch. Right. If if there's some crisis where your entire nose is encrusted with boogers, <laughs> I I think un, unless it's like there is no bathroom nearby, I think the etiquette is you should go to the bathroom and like try to deal with it cuz like the bathroom is where you go to do gross things. People are peeing, pooping. <laughs> Who knows what else is going on in bathrooms, but it's kind of fair game when you're in a bathroom. If you got to take care of some bodily function, that's where you do it. And, right. and so I, I feel no one's ever told me that this was the rule. No one's I've never I don't even think I've ever said this out loud. But my general <laughs> rule that I have come to the conclusion of is if you've really got some business to take care of, that's going to take more than a simple swipe. You got to go to like the bathroom or somewhere private. I'm in total agreement. Yeah, I think I live my life the same way. <clears throat> the problem for me is that so often those like quick get in get out boogers are just uh they become real bears they're a lot oh, yeah. more difficult than you think they they fool you mm-hmm. oh for sure yeah sometimes you, you'll think it's a gang get out and suddenly you've spent the last five minutes digging around and that's that's not a situation anyone wants <laughs> to find themselves in I, I need you to confirm something for me so right now i've got uh my two fingers at both nostrils that <laughs> What is that? What's that called? A septum in between your nostrils? Is that what it's called? That, I think so. Pretty sure that's what it's called. Anyway, back to my experiment. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. It is, that, that is so thick of a piece of flesh. <laughs> How could you ever pick through it? I don't know. I don't believe that. That's that I do not believe. I, I may need to, to do some fact-checking on myself to make sure I remember this correctly, but... Even if it wasn't that, then it was the nostril itself. Like, either way, they were digging through some piece of skin to create a hole, but I think it was the septum. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed to say that more often than frequent, infrequently, quite, quite often do I, do I pick my nose until it bleeds. <laughs> but I'm also very prone to nosebleed. But even then, I've never, like, I, I couldn't possibly do that. Yeah, that's that. I feel like that's when it ventures from like a, like a a habit to like a fix an unhealthy fixation. It's like you you need to see someone about this. What what happens? What you do when you like pull? Would you like pull your index finger out and your hands just like covered in blood? And you're like, uh oh, oops, not again. And you're in like a board meeting. But I don't, I don't understand this uh, this reality. Just it doesn't exist. I don't think that's a real statistic. I, I will pull this up and find it for you later, Zach. I really will. All right. All right. We'll go over it. <laughs> I mean, unless you have anything else to say, I think that just about covers uh, everything I wanted to dig into with this nose picking topic. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's going to do it for me, too. I don't have a pun to cap it off, but I'm, I'm finished. <laughs> um, are you familiar with... Uh, Toastmasters. That oh, I hate the sound that I just made with my mouth, and I I'm sure that people will notice it. Um, <laughs> that name is familiar, but I it I don't remember what it is off the top of my head. 
it's a uh, well. Apparently, it's a it's a club that you can join to help you learn and practice public speaking. I'm not gonna pick on people who do that for fun because we've already been over how that's not a cool thing to do. But uh, <laughs> the way I know it is because apparently uh, I didn't know it was a club, but I knew it as an organization that delivers public speaking courses. And um, yeah, have you, you haven't heard of it then I, I'm assuming that's, that was what my guess was, but I'm not familiar with it now. Yeah, so I don't really know much about it either, but they uh they're they're uh an organization that that delivers courses on how to be a better public speaker. Uh they're all hacks. Uh it's a bullshit organization founded on lies and it's a waste of everyone's time and money. And it's as simple as that. Toastmasters is a stain on the concept of communication, <laughs> and I'm here to trash it and tarnish its reputation here on the show today. I, this is really my first experience with Toastmasters, so I will probably believe anything you say and not challenge it. <laughs> That's all I ask. I don't know anything about Toastmasters other than what I Googled about it <laughs> about 20 minutes ago. <laughs> But I have heard of it before, and that's because uh, oftentimes when you're in a public speaking scenario, uh, for example, a some sort of communications or speech class, somebody inevitably will always recommend the Toastmasters public speaking course. Interesting. I have never met someone who has recommended Toastmasters and has also been a good public speaker. Like... You look at the average person who's going to recommend Toastmasters, and yeah, I can see exactly why you may have thought you needed a public speaking course. <laughs> it probably has something to do with you automatically projecting a don't listen to a single word I say vibe. <laughs> In fact, I should have trusted that feeling before you roped me into this bullshit conversation about something I don't want to talk about. Uh, they're known, at least to, to my knowledge, Toastmasters is known for... They're the, you know people who are always preaching the kind of thing of like what to do with your hands when you're giving a speech. Mm -hmm. It's like, don't use your hands too much while you're speaking, but don't use them too little either. <laughs> it's always like a very precise amount of hand motion that you have to deliver. Like you want your, your hand, you like you want your fist in you. You, you know, that <laughs> picture of the guy on the sidewalk and he's got the intense socks with Sparius tan and it's uh you know I had to do it to him, that meme? Yeah. That's basically like the ideal Toastmasters public speaking posture. <laughs> That's what they expect. I, again, I don't, I'm spitballing here. I've never done any <laughs> research on the organization whatsoever. But I do know that uh, at least based on secondhand from people who have attended the course, that's what they learned. <laughs> if your speech is on that thin of ice already and can slip into a permanent audience distraction at any moment, maybe you should consider revising the content of your boring-ass speech instead of forcing yourself to carefully calculate the least distracting hand dynamics you can have. I feel like if your hand motions are that integral to the audience paying attention to your speech, your speech just it is irredeemable. It's not a good speech. <laughs> Are you more familiar now that I'm kind of explaining the concept of like these people who preach uh, the way your 
body language needs to be when you talk and that sort of thing. Yeah, I, I took a speech class in college and that wasn't the main focus, but that was something that came up was body language. So I, I'm at, I'm pretty familiar with like the the ideas of and the literature on how to use your body when speaking. It's kind of like, uh, you know how I could rant on this for, in fact, my rant is pretty short, so I'll, I'll go on a very quick uh, tangent here and just say, you know how people swear that ending an email in thank you is a terrible way to end an email? Yeah. Uh, I don't end my emails with thank you because I think there are better ways, but the assumption that someone's going to get that email and say, thank you, excuse me? <laughs> Well, that was passive aggressive. That's just that's exactly the kind of the kind of comment I'm trying to make here on Toastmasters. If someone is going to look at that email and say, "Thank you," well, that was terribly ass- assumptive of them. That's not a word, but very rude. <laughs> that's the same kind of person that was. It's going to get distracted by you moving your hands just too much or just not enough in a speech. And in both of those situations, that's on them. Like, that's not your fault for doing either one of those things. It, the, the fact that your email or speech is ruined is their fault. You shouldn't have to it's, – it's not, it's not your fault that, that you did that. It's, it's completely on the, the viewer or the reader to interpret it that way. Mm-hmm. The way I've seen it is that, in my experience, Toastmasters teaches you how to deliver a speech like Microsoft Sam. <laughs> I mean, it, it, really, if you want to practice your public speaking, you're better off chanting gibberish and shooting <laughs> finger guns into the bathroom mirror like you're a sim on The Sims. <laughs> That's going to get you better at public speaking than this bullshit course. Put me on the podium next to a Toastmasters student and give us 10 minutes to present on uh, any topic of our choice, and the audience is going to speak for itself. They're going to go nuts for me in comparison. Because my competition's going to look like a guy giving a TED Talk on his divorce filings. <laughs> I, I will say, the tricky... I, I, I don't really know anything about the course, so I can't really speak to it. But, but the tricky thing about You're some... You're in good company. The tricky thing about some of those courses like that is... I really feel like the biggest key to public speaking is really just being comfortable. And from what you're saying, it's like... Giving people a ton of rules is not going to make them more comfortable. Like, I think the biggest thing is is practice, and obviously everyone has their own style, and the whole cliche of, like, just be yourself. And for some people, that means <laughs> a ton of hand motions, and that's really okay. Like, there's different styles of public speaking, but giving people very specific rules leads to them being way more focused on those rules than, like, the content of their speech itself. I'm glad that you said that because I spent uh, zero seconds total being doing any sort of analysis on on what makes a good public speaker. I just uh, typed <laughs> this up and just started going at it, just going after, going for the throat of Toastmasters. <laughs> but you're right. I mean, I agree. I, th- I feel like that's correct. If you, I, I've said my piece. There's not really anything else I have to add. Um, you can you can uh, you can do better at public speaking than Toastmasters though. I just uh, it's it's more than what you do with your hands. I know they teach you more. It's probably they probably go into depth about stuff that actually matters, like introducing yourself and how to handle a slide transition from person <laughs> to person and like a group presentation or something. 
I don't care. I'm not. I'm not here to. I'm not here to hear about the values of Toastmasters. I'm here. To, I'm here to dunk on them with next to no research, just because. Uh, screw it. <laughs> Mostly, this is a. This is a. I have a vendetta against everyone who's recommended it to me in the past because they're all losers, and uh, <laughs> I, 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 I wouldn't trust them to to speak on anything. That's uh, that's about all I have. It was a short one today, but it was spirited. That was good. I I spent uh, probably twice as long as I need to talk to you about how I pick my nose. So I think I think it balances out pretty well. Well, I think we'll have plenty of time for it today, so don't sweat it. <laughs> Are you uh, prepared to move on from the prepared rants and into the random rants? I am completely ready, Zach. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, so this one is is from Matt. Uh, he Matt uh, was, uh, if you'll remember, the first person to ever send in a topic on the show. So so Exciting. glad to have you have you back uh, as a as a random topic, Matt. I have been instructed to once again read the email on the show because it's uh, the only one that uh, the only topic that Matt sent in his email. So we're going to waste even more time while Gmail loads. <laughs> uh, Matt was, Matt just says, uh, he says some nice things about uh, my response to his uh, first email from way back when this is an old one, by the way, this is several months old. So just bad luck, Matt. Sorry. It took so long to get here, but uh, he has, uh, he, we commented on how good his hair looks. Uh, you don't, you don't remember you've never met him but uh we we talked at length about how good his hair looks because he gave us great advice on oh yeah he did uh, barbers and stuff uh, he did want to clarify something so this is important that we say this and this uh heralds back to the callback that you made to traffic circles way back at the very beginning of this episode i think at some point we said that he hates traffic circles because that was the random rant topic he submitted Ah. Uh, he just wants to clear the air here and say, I don't think anyone was confused, but we definitely uh, misspoke. <laughs> um, he loves traffic circles. They're a good thing. He just hates when people don't understand them and don't know how to that use them. That makes sense. And I think I agree with that, actually. Anyway, uh, the meat of his email says, why in the hell is going to the movies so damn expensive? <laughs> it literally costs me and my family of four around a hundred bucks to see Ralph breaks the internet. So that's, that's kind of dating. That might be dating how old this email is. But uh, <laughs> it's not like the tickets. It's the concession. Yeah. Okay. Hold up. Yeah. It's not, the, it's not the tickets. It's the concessions. No, I don't want to pay 25 cents more to get a 55-gallon drum of soda. I'll be pissing half the damn movie. And no, I don't want to pay $12 for your shitty movie nachos that are just stale Tostitos with yellow goop that is flavored like the bottom of a chum bucket. Very flavorful text we have on this email. I love it. A lot of color. I like it. <clears throat> Why do I have to pay $8 for the same candy that I can get at a C store? I guess a... Whoa, that is a trendy way to say convenience store. I've never heard that. I've never heard that either. <laughs> oh, and you bet I love getting my six-year-old all hopped up on an overload of sugar and then have her sit still for two hours. Yeah, that's not going <laughs> to happen. And stop trying to pass your processed meat sticks as an Angus steak hot dog. 
it's still just lips and asshole parts that have been going around and round under that 100 watt bulb for a few days. And why does the manager, <laughs> I love that this is his own, we might as well just read this and then move on. It's his own rant. He's got, he's got it all covered. Why does the manager always look like some skinny kid who just left a brony convention in a suit that is too big for him? And why do they always wear a silk blue shirt and a black tie? Didn't Hop Topic have another choice? <laughs> Matt is coming for everyone's throats. No one at the concession stand is safe. <laughs> Having said all that, you are damn straight. I'm going to slap down 100 bucks for that shit. And give me a small popcorn, too, and make it fast. The show is starting. That's all I got. Chilgemeyer out. Matthew. So uh, he he definitely had a lot to say. Uh, th- there's a lot to unpack here. Um, maybe it's because uh, you have a family, Matt, and uh, you just don't want to set a bad example like Breaking Bad, but you should just uh, smuggle a bunch of candy in. Mm-hmm. I I mean you could you could do it. You got a six year old, a little old for a baby bag. In fact, <laughs> in fact suspiciously old for a baby bag but i don't think anyone's gonna ask any questions you could probably sneak in a whole bucket of popcorn you made at home in there if if you uh were so inclined i i will say so i'm generally a pretty straight edge person as in for better for better or worse i this isn't always a good thing but i'm I'm, I tend to be a rule follower. I don't like to break the rules. But one rule... I very much am too. Yeah. One rule that I've never really even like felt had uh, was like wrong for whatever reason is I do not judge people even a little bit when they bring their own food into a movie theater. Like I... It doesn't bother me. I'm just like, yeah, that makes sense. I don't... I haven't really done it myself. In particular, I feel like girls have an advantage having like... They can bring gigantic purses. Um, it's a little weird if you're a guy... <laughs> bringing a backpack they might think you have insidious (laughs) intentions there uh oh sorry i'm just here to study (laughs) yeah (laughs) i was at a movie a few months ago and someone brought entire like mcdonald's bags for each of them like burger fries and drink and i don't know how they got those in there (laughs) wow they did um so to matt's point if i i don't have a family at least i don't have like my own family I, i have family members I don't think I need to clarify that the audience they're they're <laughs> they're str- smarter than I give them credit for, um, but I will say there's a good chance for a family movie night that you're going to spend zero dollars if you can find something on Netflix. Worst case scenario, you spend four bucks on Amazon Movie to rent it, and it's like and then you can have like whatever snacks you want at home and i understand that the movie theater is a great experience i have i think i've somehow made two or three topics out of the fact that i like going to the movies you really have yeah (laughs) (laughs) but there's other but at the same time when i go to the movies i'm only paying for my own ticket um true yeah and so like especially if you can go on like a tuesday night or something a lot of theaters will sell you tickets for like five bucks and there's something nice about that but the thing is movie he, go ahead no, i was just gonna say matt makes an important distinction here is that i think these days the ticket prices are actually quite cheap for most theaters i've been to it's the concessions that oh, yeah. really fleece you yeah for sure used to the tickets used to be so unbelievably expensive for no reason at all i feel like maybe i maybe i'm wrong but it, it feels like ticket prices have have gone down a lot in recent years yeah it, it really depends on what 
theater you're going to like if you live in college station any day of the week it's like four or five bucks if you're a student yeah but um in cities it can be a bit more expensive depending on where you're going the the one thing that'll catch you is if you're do like ordering them online inevitably there's some service fee that's like oh only six dollar tickets oh great five dollars just like so that they can run my information through the internet and give it to me um (laughs) which is really a bummer but he's right that the concessions are ridiculous um i i'm someone who very rarely actually gets the concessions but i do have me too they really do try to get every penny out of you and my example for this is i went to a place called movie tavern recently it's it's one of those places where they like serve you you can order like foods like a restaurant and on tuesdays they advertise free popcorn like free complimentary size popcorn so it's pretty small and, and when I asked for this popcorn, uh, the woman, uh, like my waitress, asked me, would you like butter on that? And I said, well, yeah, sure. Butter's great. <laughs> and she told me it would be $2 to add butter on my popcorn that could fit in like a 12-ounce cup. Believable. And that made me so annoyed because it's like $2 isn't that much like in terms of like money. But in terms of this is a tiny sized popcorn because it's their free size so you know that they're not gonna they're they're gonna be stingy about it but they were gonna charge me two dollars to just hit 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 a pump of a couple squirts of melted butter into there that probably wasn't gonna make a difference and for some reason i said yes and i still asked for the butter oh because i'm a sucker uh for things that will make me fatter um (laughs) and that's not i know that's a very minuscule $2 $2 compared to Matt's $100 for his family situation. But nonetheless, I feel his pain because it really feels like they, they drag you into the theater with these really low price tickets. Like, oh, go see this movie. And then they're like, well, you want some <laughs> snacks? And then it's you just pay out the ass for all of these snacks. It's ridiculous. $2 of butter from the store could like fill a bathtub. <laughs> That's pretty much ridiculous. You... Uh... Yeah, and you I, fell hook, line, and sinker. I'm an idiot for uh, agreeing to that, but that's me. <laughs> what? I, 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 <laughs> that's me. I'm an idiot. <laughs> what? What's more to say? What are your thoughts on uh, on those those movie theaters that you just described, where they serve you and they serve food and alcohol and, and st- like <sighs> to you? Or I, you know, it's more than just getting a, a bucket of popcorn at the concession stand. You can get like a real meal and eat in the movie theater and stuff. I have very mixed feelings because on the one hand, there's part of me that really does like to eat while watching a movie or have drinks. Like it's it's kind of nice to have like an alcoholic beverage or two while you're watching a movie as well. Like that is kind of nice, honestly. Um, yeah. But I've kind of soured on them recently. Those those kinds of establishments because I just feel like there are people who insist on talking to the wait staff throughout the movie and so like <laughs> it's always the person right next to me and so there's just someone always walking right in front of me and then having a loud conversation in my ear next to me there's always some issue then they have to come bring you your bill and they always do it during the climax of the movie and like i don't know there's just it's it's adding so much distraction that it's like this 
isn't actually what I really want. Like, this is maybe fine if it's, like, a lighthearted, like, comedy or something where I don't care about every frame. But, like, if it's a movie I really care about and there's someone just walking in front of me, like, every few seconds, it actually really gets on your nerves. Yeah, that makes sense. I've only been to... uh... I've only been to a movie theater like that a handful of times, and uh, I don't think I've ever seen a movie in my life that I cared enough about to uh, to not mind a distraction. But that's an exaggeration. <laughs> but yeah, I get I get what you mean. Um, haven't really experienced a big enough sample size to weigh in. But I just wanted to get your thoughts since you are the resident movie theater expert. Apparently, I am. Also, in general, the food at those places is way overpriced. So it's like an exciting idea oh, until you're like oh, this snack is just like Matt was saying with the concessions. Like It's like a way overpriced restaurant for food that does not even close to justify the cost. It's it's exactly the same problem. Yeah. It, it, it's always extremely well, overpriced. It's, it's really evident that like those places don't make that much movie off, or <laughs> don't make that much money off the movies themselves. It's really like the concessions or the food that they're making money off of. And right. it's... I mean, it's nice if you have the discipline to not order any snacks or food. It's nice that you're benefiting from those low low cost tickets. But like if you're someone who like enjoys popcorn during a movie, like you are really, really paying the wages of a lot of people with every order of popcorn you make. (laughs) Yeah, I'm one of those people. I never, ever get concessions. I I will say the nice thing is when you go to the movies with someone who has to get a large popcorn and then inevitably the large is too much for them, so they share it with you. That's that's the ideal situation. Yeah, I, I, I agree that's ideal. But then again, I live my entire life even outside of the movie theater based on uh, are you going to eat that philosophy. So I uh, I think that that can kind of apply elsewhere too. But yeah, I, I think that's, that's the, the best case scenario is you going in not paying an exorbitant amount for food. And then the person next to you um, is a concession obsessed person and then doesn't eat all their food ever. And then you get the scraps, the table scraps like a dog. <laughs> I'm definitely uh, here for that. Um, Matt had a lot to say. Um, we kind of, we kind of uh, zoomed in on the concession stand price aspect. Do you have anything more to say on Having your daughter on a sugar high in the movie theater, probably not. But <laughs> not, if you do, speak up. Not, not exactly. No. <laughs> um, I think I, I, I really don't know if we can do the topic justice for the second half of the email. I mean, what more can we say about the gross food that they serve beyond its quote? still just lips and asshole parts that have been going round and round under that 100 watt bulb for a few days. <laughs> I will say to his point that the frustrating thing about a lot of those concessions is that they're just not even that good. I will say I like a good movie theater popcorn. There's something about it that just does taste different from like microwave popcorn or something. But yeah, like, that's the one case where it's like, it's that you is, get a steak at a steakhouse, you know? Yeah. There's something unique about the way they make that popcorn that isn't something I can readily access at home, access at home. So that's kind of nice. But like those nachos, I, I can like see the logo in my head. It's that weird guy that is like a, a cartoon piece of cheese. And it's just, <laughs> they're not that good. And so to charge anything, you'd have to pay me to want to eat them. 
And and then they're selling candy that's prepackaged, so it's like you're not doing, you're not making anything for me here that I can't just bring on my own. And so it's just <laughs> a little ridiculous. Beyond that, I don't I don't really know if I want to comment too much on the manager appearance <laughs> statements. Uh, in my experience, instead of looking like a skinny kid who just left the Brony convention, um, the managers all look like Al from Al's Toy Barn. <laughs> Um, anything, any, any, anything you'd like to add before we close out, uh, Matt's second random rant topic? No, I think I'm good. Okay. Well, that brings us to, uh, the, the positive rant portion of the show. And based on the order that we went by earlier, it's now my turn to go first, which is, uh, to cry in shame, because uh, once again, I don't have shit. I've been running really low on positive topics <laughs> in the past, which, I mean, I can't even, I'm, <laughs> I don't even want to read the note that I have <laughs> on my notes for what I wanted to talk about today, because I, I made these like moments before we, uh, we made the call to record the show. And there, it's just garbage. It's just nothing. I've got cooking, comma, listening to music with like the drops and shit, question mark. <laughs> what, what does that even mean? I don't even like, I'm not, I don't even like music like that. Why did I write that down? With the drops what was and go, shit. What was going through my head? That's the one bullet point I have. I mean, say what you will about the Toastmasters public speaking course. That it. it it was limited at best, but <laughs> I've got, I've got numerous lines of notes and a Wikipedia tab open. This one, I just got cooking comma listening to music with likes the drop with like the drops and shit question mark. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I guess uh, I, I have been getting into cooking a little bit more lately. I, 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 I cook at home a lot. I, I always have since, especially not, not so much in college. But especially since graduating, I, I, I cook a lot. I, I don't eat out nearly as much as I used to. Um, but I cook pretty generic stuff. Uh, I make some damn good tacos. Ooh. Really good tacos. Nothing special. Nothing special about them, but they're really good. Um, things like that. But uh, I've, I've kind of improved my uh, – I've started to, to step out of my comfort zone a little bit and experiment around. I know uh, a little bit more about cooking, like – how to saute something, hmm. which I thought previously was just putting it in a pan and heating it on the pan. There's a little bit more to it than that. So things like that. I'm getting better. I, I'm considering getting into baking. I bought a cheese grater yesterday. That's pretty So, exciting. yeah, you could say I'm kind of up in my game. Um, but I, uh, I've come to realize I really like to cook. I, uh, it just feels good, man, just getting in the kitchen and uh, – for some reason, when you when I'm cooking and it's dark out, like in the winter, I've talked about this before a lot. Uh, the daylight savings time topic is is a pretty old one, but when I'm cooking and the sun's down, that's, it's just depressing. I don't know why, but it's so dramatically different. When I'm cooking and the sun is up, it's a, a beautiful experience, and I love it. I have I have a great time with it. Um, so I'm, I'm having a little bit more fun lately, expressing myself in the kitchen, and I made some really good pasta the other day that I'm still eating leftovers on. 
that's all I got for cooking. Uh, now to move on to listening to music with like the drops and shit. <laughs> really, I really have nowhere to begin. I went to a concert last weekend. Uh, it was okay. <laughs> it just kind of like reeked of weed and uh, I got really tired by the end of it. Hmm. So there's not too much positive to say about that, but maybe next week I'll have something a little bit more positive to say. Fortunately, we took up a lot of time with other topics so that I don't really have to scramble to fill, but you can always tell uh, when I've got multiple positive rant topics, it's uh, more often than not me sitting down in front of my computer with our scheduled time to record upcoming within the next half hour and just going, okay, what, uh, what do I have today? And then there's nothing in my notes. <laughs> do you have it, anything at all to add to the drops and shit or cooking? Cooking is one that has caught my attention. I don't even really know what you're getting at with the drops and shit. one. I don't either. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I mean, is it? Are you just enjoyed when songs go into like they they go into an instrumental, intensely catchy, bass heavy moment in their songs? Is that what you're getting? M- at? Maybe I was because I do like that quite a bit. <laughs> so there we go, one mystery solved. Man, uh, as, as for cooking, I'm with you. I I thoroughly enjoy cooking. My issue with cooking in general is that um I I think the things I know how to cook, I can cook really well. I just don't have a very large like portfolio of things I know how to cook. Yeah. Like I feel that. And and usually it takes me somehow randomly getting motivated to try something new like like a few months ago um i was game with some friends and for one reason or another we wanted to all eat hot wings and we decided it would be a lot cheaper to make the wings ourselves and i volunteered and i like looked up a bunch of articles and youtube videos on how to make the best wings and i came up with a method that i thought the wings were fantastic it's one of those things where it was like it was actually very satisfying when you haven't cooked something before but you figure out how to do it and there's something really fun about that and now it's like nice it's like well if i ever want wings and i want to do it cheaper than going out somewhere i i know how to make them myself so there's something pretty exciting about that um but yeah that i think i don't i personally don't cook as much as i'd like to actually cooked more in college i don't really know the reason for that i think part of it is that like living with my parents i sometimes feel weird about like messing up their kitchen whereas if it was like my own place i i'm a little bit better about well either about not caring about the mess or like it's my mess (laughs) so it doesn't bother me as much um isn't that the same what is the difference is that not the same exact thing (laughs) you just defined not caring you're right you're right um and also there's something to be said about like I prefer cooking with at least for one other person because somehow it just both financially and effort wise when two people two or more people get to eat from your efforts it's somehow sometimes seems like better use of my time when there's more people so I, I really enjoy cooking if it's like for at least one other person but I just sometimes feel weird about doing it for just on my own because it's like well I better eat these leftovers because I'm probably cooking enough for at least two people and then I don't know yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's one thing I don't like is that um, 
I end up cooking because I'll cook a meal that like serves six, <laughs> and then I'm eating it for every every single dinner for the rest of the week, which is fine, but only if the meal is really good. If it's just okay, I get so sick of the leftovers <laughs> yeah. by like day three, but I'm not gonna waste it. Yeah, it's just it's it, it, uh, that's my least favorite part. I, my goal, I, I will say this: my goal is there's a lot of people at work, a handful that are very good at baking. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, one of the people I work with uh, likes to make desserts for people's birthdays and stuff, and uh, it's awesome. And they're very good at baking. But uh, we have potlucks too for like Thanksgiving and stuff, and I want to bring uh, you know. <laughs> My move for the last few potlucks has been Hawaiian rolls or soda or silverware. You know, nothing that, first of all, requires any effort whatsoever. And also things that I can't ruin. But I'd like to be the guy who, yeah, we have some bakers, but I'm the potluck guy. Like, ooh, what is Zach bringing this time? Mm-hmm. You know? That'd be, that'd be a great uh, distinction to have. And currently that throne is unclaimed. It's a, it's, there's a lot of competition in the baking world right now, but uh, Potluck uh, has, uh, has an opening at the top. So that's, that's my ultimate goal. <clears throat> mm-hmm. that's, uh, I'm glad that you helped me find uh, a nugget of some meaning somewhere <laughs> in there. Maybe next week I'll have uh, something better, but that's, uh, that's everything that I was going to say. All right. Um, so for my topic, I wanted to talk about the value of cartoons, like animated either shows, specifically shows, but also movies, which is that I, f- I feel like they're sometimes looked down as, as looked down at as like for children. And a lot of them are. But I would contend that I feel like a lot of times those shows, specifically, I'm going to focus on the TV shows more so, have a lot of value, even the ones made for kids once you become an adult. Um, So so my relationship with kids shows is kind of funny in that it's a twofold thing. I did not experience a lot of the same shows as most people our age, even the ones I did experience to the same extent for two reasons. One of them being... I didn't have cable until I was like 11 or 12. And so mm-hmm. I was stuck watching like cyber chase or Clifford on PBS. And that was all I had access to. The other reason that my <laughs> experience is limited is because my parents were also kind of strict. And so if I was trying to watch something like Yu-Gi-Oh, they'd look over and be like, oh, that looks kind of demonic. You're not allowed to watch that anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so my experience was kind of limited And so I came into a lot of shows like Spongebob really late and I liked Spongebob as a kid, but I didn't, I almost feel like I didn't experience it enough to really be like Spongebob is my show. Like I love Spongebob. And recently one of my friends was like, Hey, you should really like actually watch some episodes of Spongebob now because they actually really hold up. And so I took him up on it. I've been, I've watched a handful of Spongebob episodes recently and they're actually fantastic. Like even as an adult, like I know it's almost it's almost cliche to say you like SpongeBob because like there's a million memes about the show, but there's something to it because like I was actually laughing out loud watching what is supposed to be a children's show just because of how outlandish it is, and 
what I'm kind of getting at is that there's something special about animation that both for kids shows lets them address things in a goofy way that is still entertaining to adults, but also with even like adult cartoons lets them like almost be comedies that tackle serious things more so than other comedies on TV because they're cartoons. Like it gives them a pass to do like either more inappropriate or more serious things just cause like, so like with SpongeBob, it's so goofy and it's animated that they can do a lot of jokes that as an adult, I'm like, that is genuinely funny. But as a kid, I still would have been laughing really hard. Cause I'm just like, this is so wacky. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, but then also with like, more adult shows with like a South park, they can do pretty <laughs> gross or inappropriate Horrible, things. Yeah. I, I actually do love South park, but part of it is that like, too. if it was live action, they couldn't do a lot of the things they do. Like I, I actually, in, <laughs> I actually prepared a little bit for this. I watched an episode of South park earlier tonight and uh, Cartman, the uh, quintessential character that everyone hates on the show uh, gets onto a teacher's desk T- puts down his pants and takes a giant dump on the teacher's desk. That's a thing that <laughs> occurred in a cartoon that they showed, like they didn't like hide it, that would never pass in a live action. And maybe this isn't the best example, <laughs> but you can just be so creative for in cartoons in ways that really like allows you to explore things that would be either too expensive or inappropriate to do in a live action. I think there's something really cool, like, I've almost come around to watching more cartoons because of how creative they can be because they're not limited by like what they can do because with shows you it would be really expensive to show like crazy effects or something. I I agree with your angle on at least half of it. Uh probably the whole thing, but People there, I know people who completely write off all animation as childish, child, childish, and they miss out on so many excellent pieces of media. Mm-hmm. Like, like for ex- this is maybe a, a, an overused example, but BoJack Horseman. Oh, I love that show. For example, is a great show, and it's a very dark show. Um, it's I don't find it nearly as dark as the average person does but it's certainly a dark adult show yeah but it's animated and so a lot of people write it off uh things like that but um that's what i mean when i'm talking about adult animation which is uh i think legitimate and it's a shame it's often overlooked but i never understood the appeal of like oh you got to go back and watch this animated kids show like spongebob because it really is great i don't I don't know if I would ever get enjoyment out of that, but I also haven't tried. So maybe I'm, maybe I should try. I just, I don't know about SpongeBob with SpongeBob in in particular, with that one in particular, I was talking to one of my friends and he was asking how much of I'd seen. And really, I had just seen a handful of reruns as a kid. I've, I've seen a, I saw a decent amount, but because I was so late to watching comedy and because my parents were suspicious of anything that didn't appear wholesome, on the outside, I didn't have as much access to a lot of those kinds of shows. And so he was just encouraging me to like become familiar with it. And I expected to be like, yeah, this is good. But I was taken aback, frankly, by like, I, I actually laughed out loud at how ridiculous it was. Like, I don't know that 
that's really the only example I can come up with at this moment, but it, it took me by surprise just how funny it was. Like I knew like, yeah, it's a funny show. Like I get it. But like, I was actually laughing out loud, like by myself in my room, watching SpongeBob as a 23 year old. (laughs) Well, maybe I ought to give it a try. I don't know. Um, anything else you'd like to add? It sounds like maybe something I, the, the, just one quick other example in terms of movies is, uh, is a, a movie that came out recently that I am not, this is well-trodden territory, especially on Twitter. I'm not the first to cover this, but Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Have you seen that Zach? I have. Yeah. Um, yeah. That is a really good example. It, actually. it, it really is fantastic. And what's interesting about it is I was seeing some statistics. It's, it's the lowest grossing Spider-Man movie to have come out. Like when you include like, like Tom Holland, Tobey Maguire, and uh, it's escaping Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield. That's the other one. When you include all of those movies, which at this point, uh, math, it's like eight of them plus Spider-Verse makes nine. Sp- the animated one into the Spider-Verse is the lowest grossing one, which is just interesting because it really is in terms of basic quality is definitely up there. I I don't know that I would rank it against some of the other ones in the same way in that it really is just a completely different take. Um, Right. But there's something to be said for people just don't show up to go watch animated movies or they at least write them off as like, I'll take my kids to see that. But if they're just an adult, they're not going to go on their own. But there's really something to be said for like that movie is very good. It there's so much detail in the animation and how fantastic it is. Like they, like they do really clever things. Like, like they animate certain characters in only 12 frames per second, other ones in 24 frames per second, just to show like to, there's just a lot of detail in it is what I'm getting at. Right. And it's really fantastic. The story animation is all great, but it's, it's there. There's legitimately a lot of people who are like, Oh, that's an animated movie. It's for kids. It's not for me. But I, would, I feel like it's just as much for adults as like the new Spider-Man movies are. And it's just really interesting to me that people write those off, but there's a lot offered by animation like that. Yeah, it's a shame, but I get uh, I get it. Yeah, I I I love like the style. I, this is just one real quick thing before I wrap up here. But I, the style of animation means so much to me. Like. Um, Archer, for example, adult <laughs> animation. I think the show's okay. I don't actually like it very much. But there, and I haven't watched it in a while, but there was a point in time where I binged the hell out of it, season after season, because I love the art so much. Mm-hmm. And then Big Mouth is like, people love that show, and I've watched it, and I found it funny. Um, I will never watch another episode of that show because I, I can't stand the animation. <laughs> I hate it. That's a show where I differ from a lot of my friends because I have some friends whose sense of humor I respect who find it hilarious, but I just don't get it. <laughs> but I <laughs> definitely I found it like amusing. I didn't ever laugh out loud or anything. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. But I will. I will never watch it again because I just hate the way everyone looks. Yeah, it it looks. And in fact, th- that is the tricky thing about it is the style really can turn people off because I have some friends who believe me that bojack horseman is good but for whatever reason hate that art style and so they won't watch it so it, there is something wow, i thought th- i love the art oh i love too. the art on it too but i i think until you really get used to it some people view it as kind of janky and 
it's a shame because there's some people who miss out on it just because the art style turns them off. But yeah. Good talk. Good yeah. discussion. Well, uh, that's going to wrap up episode 20, our one year anniversary episode. Thanks again to everyone who has stuck around. And if you, uh, if this is your first time listening or one of your first times listening, I was just joking earlier. Welcome. We're glad to have you. I hope you continue to listen and enjoy the show. I hope you also maybe continue to listen and maybe at some point begin to enjoy the show for the first time. If you're not there yet, just keep trying. It'll grow on you. <laughs> Once more, we're available on SoundCloud, iTunes, subscribe and leave a rating and review there, please. You can find us on Google Play and Spotify too. Twitter at Not All Bad Show. And you can reach out to us at notallbadshow at gmail.com if you're either interested in being a guest or if you uh, want your random rant topic right on the show like Matt's was today. Uh, and, and we ask that you tell your friends about the show if you like what you heard. Uh, expand, grow the show a little bit more. Um, just let other people know. Uh, Paul and I, all of our friends, for the most part, who are going to listen are listening, and that's you. So... <laughs> Uh, we want more people to listen, so let them know. If uh, Let your friends know if you liked what you heard today. Anything else to add on your part, Paul? Just following my trend of being sincere from the beginning, I do just want to say again that Zach and I really do genuinely appreciate those of you who listen every week, and even those of you who just tune in every once in a while. We really appreciate that you guys take enough interest uh, to spend some of your time hanging out with us while we talk about really dumb things and laugh at each other. Cause we just find ourselves so funny. Um, <laughs> and we hope that you sometimes find us funny, even a fraction of how funny we seem to find each other. Um, but in all seriousness, we do really appreciate you guys. So thanks for listening. And, uh, we're excited to keep making good content. Uh, we have exciting things planned for the future as we continue. I'm glad you're here. Cause I really should have said all those things and I just didn't. So once again, <laughs> Coming in clutch with his sincerity. <laughs> well, I'm Zach Andrews. This is Paul Messman. This is Not All Bad. Dance like nobody's watching. Rant like nobody's listening.